Someone asked me once in an interview What was growing up like? Where'd you go to school? And what would you do If you weren't doing this? I'd be driving my first car in a worn-out Dodge Trying to make rent Welcome back to The Voice for Iowa EMS. I am your host, Andy Nye. I'm here at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics EMS LRC. That's kind of a, a big a big word to say or a big uh, uh, <laughs> announcement of where we're at today. So I'm here with John Dunham. So John, uh, uh, thanks for having me here at the LRC. Uh, can you give me a little information about you know your time here with uh, the IMSA board? Uh, so I've been on the IAMSA board for um, two years now. Uh, so it's my first go around with uh, IAMSA. So mm-hmm. I will be politicking for another spot coming up in the fall. So anybody wants to vote for me, I sure appreciate that. Yeah, what position is that? Uh, just the at-large position. At the at-large position, very good. So that's what John represents, our at-large position. We have three at-large seats uh, at this time on the board. Uh, so I guess uh, service affiliation, uh, talk to us about your affiliation here uh, with the university. Uh, so I'm going on just about my sixth year here at the uh, EMS LRC. I was uh, at various other places throughout my career, everywhere from Mary Greeley to Dallas County to Midwest Ambulance, uh, you name it. I've done it as far as that goes. Now I'm in this position where I can be an EMS educator and I'm the clinical coordinator here. Clinical cool. So this is a career for you. Did you ever volunteer at all in EMS? Uh EMS, not EMS, but fire. Fire, yep, yeah. yep, volunteer yeah. fire, which is associated with a lot of EMS stuff, too. Which right? we, so. yeah, we, we basically pulled the ambulance into Johnston. Of course, mm-hmm. now they have a, a thriving ambulance service fire department. They do. But yeah, that's very good. Back in the day. Very good. So I guess for how, how long have you been in EMS uh, for, for a career, for, I guess, your first start? Like, when, how long have you been in it? Almost 33 years. 33 years. Yes. <laughs> Holy cow. I think that's the longest so far out of these, out of these interviews with their board members. So that's a long time. That's a <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I put it in the aspect that I've been in public safety that yep. long because I've also done the job as a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I was the volunteer fireman. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing is the fact that I've been in EMS and a paramedic for right around... 29 years mm-hmm. as a medic and then overall 33 yeah. wow yeah because ems is essentially a part of every public safety group it's a part of law enforcement for first responders arriving on scene right you got your volunteer fire service where they maybe might, might not be uh the non-transporting but getting there to provide some care for life-saving measurements and then obviously ems whether it's transport or not as well so um so yeah 33 years that's a long time that's uh that's something to be proud of john yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I love it. Good, good. All right, okay, outside of EMS, a little bit about you. Do you have any favorite hobbies, things you like to do? Baseball, baseball, and baseball. Does yeah, that count? Yeah, so th- it's all three, right? Yeah, um, Yeah. my son My son plays uh, college baseball, so he plays at uh, Midland University in Fremont, Nebraska, so I'm a big uh, big fan of them right now. Yeah. And uh, I love the Red Sox. Uh, grew up a Red Sox fan yeah. from Massachusetts, so... Oh, you're from Massachusetts. Yeah, so, so wow. uh, big time. Anything uh, New England, yeah. Boston, so Celtics, Patriots, oh, man. you name it. So big sports fan. Yes, very much so. Big sports fan. I think, we, yeah, we, we answered that question. We got all the, all the teams out northeast that you're a big fan of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'd say, you know, I, I like 
I like the twins now. So. The twins, yeah, because you're close, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's nice. It's not you know short drive. Yes. To, to go up and usually kind of plan out my little few days off when the Red Sox are up there. So. Yeah. So so being here at the University of Iowa, does that make you a Hawkeye fan or are you a Cyclone fan? I have to ask every board member. Okay. So <laughs> here's the deal. I went a long time ago, back in just before ninety. Mm-hmm. To play basketball at Iowa State. Oh, you did? Yes. So um, I'm a big Cyclone fan, yep. but they don't have baseball. They don't? They don't have baseball. No. So the only Division One baseball team in the state of Iowa is here. So every year since I've been here, I've bought season tickets. So that is the only time I will cheer for the Hawks. <laughs> um, as you walked into my office, you I saw, saw the Iowa State. I State football <laughs> poster right there. I usually put the basketball poster on my door. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a spider, but as you can see, I, I have yeah. Iowa baseball yeah. on, on the walls yeah. inside here. For basically what I'm getting is you're, you're a big fan of sports, or baseball most specifically. But yeah, you went to the Iowa State, so so Cyclone State, according to you, right? Yes. Like Cyclone State? Yes, indeed. Perfect, perfect. So you don't have to tell your colleagues that, though, right? Like they're, They already know because oh, they the, know. Yeah, the football, they know. The football yeah. schedule out there. Gotcha. <laughs> I make sure my students know, too. <laughs> yes, good, good. No, I love it. I love it. I love the rivalry. It's a great state rivalry. So I guess moving on from sports food what kind of food do you like john was you you have a favorite dish you have a favorite dessert something like that <laughs> you know i saw this on the on the list that's a tough one mm-hmm. I, i'd say pizza hamburgers are yeah. a big yeah. big deal but i mean obviously you got to go to a baseball game and you got to have a hot dog yes okay i you mean that's to. just your that's just your normal deal mm-hmm. so I, I think you know anything around that that range pretty well yeah something we can grill up easily or something yeah. like that right yeah, yeah, yeah i love it love it all right moving on to entertainment movie tv show do you have anything that's you know a favorite as far as movie? Uh, Top Gun. Top Gun. Uh, yeah. A, a, a long time ago, uh, I wanted to. You know, I was in high school and Top Gun came out, and I wanted to uh, fly jets really bad. I hear that from a lot of people. But yeah. apparently, I, I didn't have a I didn't have a senator in my back pocket, so that wasn't <laughs> gonna work. So uh, yeah, I, I love Top Gun. I like Top Gun Maverick. I yep. thought that was a pretty good movie. That was too. Very, that was great. Usually, the, you're always worried about the second one if the first one was so good, but that wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. too bad. So, yeah. and then uh, TV show wise, I, I think NCIS is yeah. a big one. You know, yeah. all of them are are kind of in the in the genre for me. Uh, lately, more Los Angeles than anything else. But uh, and then uh, SWAT. SWAT, yeah, because yeah. I always wanted to do that. <laughs> oh, I love it! Perfect. Well, good answers to those, uh, especially for a good background on you, John. All right, uh, John, we'll move on to some more IAMSA-oriented questions. So, first question: What sparked your interest to serve as a board member on IAMSA? So, you know, I've been in EMS or public safety for almost 33 years, and I don't know why I didn't jump off this bridge before, but I just think that uh, I can help to improve EMS in Iowa in some way, shape, or form, whether it's from the educational aspect of things, uh, clinical practice. I think sometimes we're kind of behind in other um, states in, in clinical practice, so I thought this might be a good idea and a good way for me to help that out yeah a good foot to bring you know bring all your years of experience to help these students you know at a different level early on in their education right yes very good very good all right committees what committees are you involved with Uh, i'm on the scholarship committee um that's kind of interesting. Uh, last year, we had trouble giving away money. Mm-hmm. Not, not quite sure that is how true. that worked, but but uh, we just didn't have the we just didn't have the right applications. We didn't have the right people. So I think uh, as a, as a board, we need to maybe make that a little more 
public. Yeah, so more people, accessible yeah, even. Yeah. You know, we need to get in touch with some of these EMS educators and let the people know that this stuff's available. Yeah. Um, but it was a little hard, apparently, to give out the, the scholarship stuff. Uh, I did the exhibit hall yep. last year. Um, uh, Carl was in charge of that, which was nice. And uh, it was really fun to be down at the exhibit hall. I, I, I roamed around. I made a lot of contacts. Mm -hmm. Um, I got some cool stuff free from yeah. Homodyne, the whole deal. I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty neat. So um, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And uh, overall, conference committee, that's kind of a, since we're in the exhibit hall, it's kind of we're already connected with that. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of kind of interesting, too. Yeah, yeah. The exhibit hall is, is always a great time for go, people to go meet, you know, their vendors, the people who sell them things, right? Try to get a good deal, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, and like you were saying, down with the scholarship, you know, maybe making it more accessible. I've never met a student that would turn down free money, right? So I think uh, that could be something where we could definitely improve on trying to get scholarships out to the students uh, that could really use them. Because I know, you know, being a program director myself at one point, you know, the, there's always always students looking for more ways to get their education funded. IAMSA obviously has that available to students and we'll be actually renewing that again uh, at some point in the next year for the, the first term that we are giving away the money for the scholarship. So definitely some things we have to work on as far as getting more people to be able to apply, maybe opening up some of the requirements, things like that, to, to allow students to give access to money. Right? Yeah, I think... I, I... Yeah, I think it needs to be more publicized, but I think uh, us improving our website, which I'm very, very excited about. I think if that was on there and easily accessible too, mm -hmm. I think students would, you know, would come there, they become members as that free membership thing. They could see that that's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I'm hoping that we'll be able to roll that out here. Uh, that's kind of our summer project to get onto that new website, new platform, new database. So hopefully that'll be coming out uh, in the next couple months and that'll be really exciting. Uh, so staying on with IAMSA, what's, what's been your favorite part while serving as a member on the board? You know, I think uh, meeting new people I, I'm, which is shocking for me because that's not me usually so <laughs> I, I like the fact that I've met a lot of different people and made some good contacts I think is awesome I think overall the conference you know I've gone to the conference numerous times had no idea what it was like to actually run the conference which is amazing those people who are the the main key points of that uh wow well, yeah it's a, it's a regional level conference isn't it yeah it's 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 pretty impressive to to pull in some of those outside people and everything can move slow uh, move nicely yeah. through the whole deal yeah no, that's good. That's good. So uh, I would say that's been a common theme as people really, you know, the networking that you get as a board member, you know, you get to meet people from across the state, different areas that you've never been, learn about a service that you've never heard of, uh, anywhere from volunteer to career, the ones that transport 100 patients a year to the ones that transport over 30,000 patients a year. You know, so yeah, there's a lot of opportunity as far as networking uh, and being on the board. Uh, so I guess staying on kind of like more with the annual conference, who's been your favorite speaker at our annual conference so far? I don't have an answer. Yeah, no, that's not I, uncommon. I, I, that's I, not I, uncommon. I, I don't. I mean, I think last year I spent more time in the exhibit hall mm -hmm. for me to really pay attention. You know, the Matt Zelaskis of the world, but mm -hmm. I never even got up there to, 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 to listen to him. Um, so yeah, it's it's... That's a very tough one. I yeah, know. I had to pick three because I was like, oh, there's like three of them that I that I liked listening into at our conference. Yeah, but. I mean, we well, had that Jason Dush. Dush, Jason Dush, I mean, yeah. He's, you know, he's I back. Mean, he's back this year. So, you know, I know, I, I remember him from, mm -hmm. from, from years past, but yeah. 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 Well, hopefully maybe this year we have Dush coming back. We have A.J. Heitman. 
uh, he's coming. Oh, wow. So it should okay. be a pretty good one there. But, yeah, I think uh, Josh Dilley is going to be another one. And then I think we're doing a big keynote on uh, on something that's kind of pretty close to what happened uh, here in eastern Iowa, really. Um, so can't, I'm not going to give that away yet, but the, the speaker committee is working on a nice uh, panel discussion uh, on, on uh, a field amputation that happened in the state. So that should be pretty exciting. All right, now uh, we've wrapped up the IMSO-oriented questions. We're, we're now going to go towards the general EMS-oriented questions. So, so John, what motivated you to become an EMS provider? And I'm talking like licensed EMT or, or paramedic. What was your motivating factor? Uh, I grew up in it. Yeah. Um, my dad uh, ran, I guess, ran the ambulance in essence. There really wasn't really an ambulance, I guess, if that makes sense, where there were no EMTs, first responders. It was just guys that, from the fire department, went on calls. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that ambulance that kind of looked like a hearse-style concept sat in front of my, my house. For, really? For a long time, yeah. Wow. Uh, he'd drive down the street, his partner would hop in, and then they'd go on the calls. Um, I still remember, uh, to this day, he went to a bar and somebody replaced uh, somebody's teeth with a cue ball. No. And uh, back in the day, you know, he came back and he had blood on you, and that was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now <laughs> it's like, I gotta burn my clothes, so. <laughs> It's, 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 it's weird how things have changed. Um, yeah. the, the, the TV show Emergency, uh, every fr- Saturday at 8 o'clock at night, we were watching that. I so just, you really were immersed in EMS as a kid? Yeah, my, uh, my uh, grandfather was a captain of the fire department, so I, I spent a lot of time at the, and it was a volunteer fire department, but I spent a lot of time there, and uh, yeah, it was yeah. just... That's where I'm finding a lot of people in Iowa get rooted first is they had a parent or a family member that was on a volunteer service, and that was kind of their introduction of it. Yeah, I so. mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So. Well, perfect. Awesome. Okay, so uh, staying on with EMS here as a, as, a, as an overall picture, favorite part about being a provider? What's, 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 what's it like being an EMS educator? What's your favorite part? Uh, let's talk about provider first. Yeah, okay, provider first. Because I, I look at the challenge of this, and when I say challenge, it's based on my assessment to decide what those critical criteria are, weed out those critical criteria, and come up with a diagnosis, right? I know we're not supposed to diagnose, but I prided myself in the fact that I could kind of weed things down, and then I'd show up later with another patient, and I'd ask the nurse, did that patient have such and such, you know? So I like that challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I like that kind of put the puzzle together from a, from a provider standpoint. From an educator standpoint, I like the challenge in teaching a bunch of new people how to think critically. I think that's important. I think you have to be able to, you know, put A and B and C together and, and, and come up with a good diagnosis with the patient and treat them appropriately. So I like that challenge too. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times in EMS education, it's trying to, you know, not just say, hey, we give, you know, fentanyl for pain. Why are we giving fentanyl? Right. Like you're actually looking back as, is there, is there a reason that this is the best medication for them? What's the pain that they have? What's the severity? Is this going to solve it for a short-term, long-term, things like that, right? Yeah, and I, I think uh, some of the other things that you can kind of interconnect to, mm-hmm. you know, how some of their medications they already take and some of the medications we have and how they can kind of interact, um, I think is important. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoy teaching that aspect. Very stuff. cool. So that's, that's on the favorite side of EMS. What's, what's on the least favorite side of EMS? Uh, let's see, I ignored my wife for the first five years of marriage, pretty much. Time. And, and I say that because I, 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 I worked 40 hours at Mary Greenlee Medical Center. I was on call for 40 hours a week at medical, you know, and I taught every 
EMS class that we had at, at some point in time. So, yeah, um, I was more at the hospital than I was ever at home. Yeah, I think that's that's something I'm finding as a common theme among all the board members is, you know, when we get into EMS, we don't just work one job. We end up working two, three, four, or five jobs, you know, whether it's because we love it so much, we want to make a difference, maybe we're trying to save some money for something because, you know, in this industry, it's it's not the, the best paying type of, of role, you know, so um, we all work a lot of jobs, right? So that's where something we can't get back is always time. So there has to be a good balance to it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Mary Gilly Medical Center, I was right around the $10 an hour mm-hmm. and I made over 50 grand. So you do the math as to how much I was there. A lot of overtime. Yes, A lot indeed. of overtime. Yeah. So yeah, it comes, it comes down to time. And I think that's a common theme, like I said, amongst all board members is, you know, you give up a lot of time uh, to help people. And sometimes we forget about ourselves and, and our families and stuff like that, that we need to make sure we, we make time for as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I agree 100%. Very good. Okay, so here at the EMS LRC, what's one thing that you would brag about to any incoming board member, to other members of the association? Give me one thing you would brag about. Uh, my students' first pass on a national registry test is 90 eight or 96%. Yeah. So good, good statistics here. Yeah. It's not so much statistics. I'm, I'm, I'm cranking out some of the best medics in the state and I, and I'm proud of that. You should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. Cool. So, uh, if you had one concern about EMS as an industry, what would it be? And have you thought of a solution maybe? So obviously we don't get paid. So, so an ambulance service is not getting paid the amount of money that they need to be paid for that ambulance call. Right. So I think that's a huge factor. Mm-hmm. Um, Medicare, Medicaid, all that type of stuff. Uh, you, you know, from you being a, a, a director of a service, you know more about that. But I know that's the reason why I don't get paid as an EMS provider is because we're not getting that money back. Mm-hmm. So I think that's rough. I think that's rough across the board because we're seeing way too many volunteer services folding up because they're not getting that. Even with us. As a as a as an entity getting a GMT mm-hmm. as a part of the part of the plan, which is awesome, you know that 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 amount of money coming into the state of Iowa is just amazing. But unfortunately, that only helps a certain be, amount, yeah. a certain amount of services. Yeah. So so there's kind of a, a juggling act with that. Yeah. So it's tough, um, but I love it. So yeah. I, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, as far as job wise job wise yeah yeah i think uh there's a there's a huge need to kind of blow up the uh the current reimbursement system that's based on transport only and we need to look at more of a healthcare clinician provider what services are we providing to our patients and 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 match that to what we should be being paid right yeah because if you look at ems we're the only entity that exists that i can go an als call is going to cost such and such if you're an individual that comes to the er there's a reason why we take we take a look at how many times a blanket is given to you. We gave you a drink of water. We came in and checked on you. It's all based on how successful we were with the stuff that we do. Here, I can miss five IVs, and I'm still gonna still gonna charge you an ALS call. So, yep. so that's kind of the the deal. Plus, the hard part about EMS right now is a lot of places are looking at it from a money standpoint and a money only standpoint. When I started EMS. It was about being a patient advocate. It was really, uh, I was concerned about the patient, mm-hmm. and sometimes we're losing that aspect of stuff. Yes, yes. It kind of starts to revolve a lot around money when it's really, we need to make sure that we keep our ourselves in checks and everything, and that it's, it's about the patient. That's why we're here. Yeah. You know, that's why we have jobs. Yes. 
100%. Yes. Cool. So last question for you, John. If if you were talking to a new EMS provider and they asked for any bit of advice that you'd have to share with them, what would that be? Uh, continue to learn as much as you can. Uh, if you shut yourself off from, hey, I just learned this in class and I don't read some of the EMS world or gems or anything like that kind of see what's the trend what's going on what are they doing in another uh, state um, you'll get lost you'll get lost rather quickly um, because we're a state too where hey we didn't like this at one point in time and all of a sudden this is the greatest thing to slice bread and if you weren't really up on that you could get kind of kind of fall behind rather quickly so i keep learning yeah keep learning yeah so where ems is constantly changing try to just keep up with the times right yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think it's important to know what other places are doing mm-hmm. because you can be the advocate. Um, you know, my, my students, I, I train them. They want, I want them to be the leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if there's a problem with whatever, then they should come up with a way to do it, come up with a protocol to do it, and then hand it to the medical director, not just go to the medical director and complain about it, but this is what I have, this is what we need to do. So I think that's very important for the new provider is to, to run and gun and kind of guide things yeah perfect well john thank you for your time i really appreciated the tour of the lrc up here first time up here i can't believe it. i should have stopped up here before but yeah so thanks for having me and uh thanks for giving me a tour of the place not a problem i appreciate it i'd still be the same guy they knew back in the day who was burning cds just to give away paying his dues if i wouldn't do Five deep in a van, head full of steam Hot on the heels of my neon dreams may be coming true